Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast, as we have David Fine with us for another episode of Heartlanders Weekly. Welcome back to the program, David. Hey, thanks for having me, as always. I really appreciate it. It was a, a big week, wasn't it? Absolutely. The Heartlanders uh, played Wednesday against Tulsa, last Wednesday against Tulsa, and two games against Kalamazoo, and exactly what we wanted to see. Three wins in four days. It's not easy to do. The team endured some, I'll just use the word hellish. Uh, it's, probably the, it's probably the most accurate way to describe it, hellish travel uh, through a snowstorm, um, getting stuck uh, on the highway there for about five hours longer than we thought. It was about a 10 an half, 11, somewhere hour trip. At a certain point, you keep, uh, you lose track, but it was a very, very long Thursday for the team after a Wednesday win, and then you don't know how the boys are going to respond. Um, an early wake-up call, which I can shed some light on as well, which you'll get a kick out of in just a second, uh, but the boys didn't, uh, didn't, didn't pout. Three wins, four days, and right back in the thick of things, one point out of fifth and six points out of the fourth and final playoff spot. Well, last week I gave a round guy guarantee we'd get a home win and start a winning streak, and uh, looks like you cashed those chips in, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we need we need some we need you, we need you to keep uh, keep taking it to the bank into the casino with your predictions here, if that's the way it's going to be. Those are some good uh, some good calls, um, and uh, the, I mean honestly, it's not just been the last three games, but the team lost three in a row against Utah, Dave, and didn't really look bad at all in any of the three games kind of ran into a hot goaltender on two of the three nights. if not all three. Um, even though they dropped all three games. And then before that, the team had won two in a row. And before that, the team lost three in a row um, in that stretch where they lost three in a row, maybe only one of those games against Cincinnati, the team played poorly. Um, but other than that, it has been very, I mean, essentially, Let's just say the last month, since January 28th, you've played probably two games you don't deserve to win, and then the rest of the games you've either won or deserved to win, and that is a very good sign for a still young, improving team, and I was talking with Jerry Fleming, the Heartlanders head coach in the car yesterday. We were driving back from from Cedar Rapids um, from the show that we do on on MC 22 up there, the weekly, uh, weekly, well, the yeah, weekly um, televised coaches show. And we're on our way back from filming our latest episode. And he just said, I like where we're at. He said, I really do. He's like, I, I like where we are at. And that's awesome to hear from, from Jerry. Um, when a coach says that they mean it, especially in hockey. So it's good to see. Well, it couldn't be in better position. How many points did we make up? I know Kalamazoo is the team we're chasing. Yeah. So we, I mean, we made up four points directly against Kalamazoo. And then let's see, a week ago after a three-game losing streak, uh, I just want to be accurate with the number here, um, the team I think was eight or nine points back. So what was a week ago today was the, um, was what, the third, uh, 15th? So a week ago today, Dave, the Heartlanders were nine points back, and now we are six points back. So we made up three points by winning three games, which is a big deal because all these other teams are playing games too. So if you make up three points a week, you're, you know, you're, you're doing just fine. That's as, that's almost as good as you can get. Now the key um, is that the Heartlanders have a lot lighter of a schedule um, in the next few weeks. They play three games in four days this week. They only have one game next week and then they have five games over the next two weeks. So basically it's good because the team only has nine games over the next, you know, 20, 
something days, but other teams are going to be playing. So you, you need to take care of business here because the teams around you are going to be making up their games on you. And that makes it even more essential that the Heartlanders take care of business in these upcoming games, because even though it's only six points back right now, if you don't win your head-to-head matchups with these teams, and then those other teams get to make up their games in hand on you, you could end up really being 10 points back. But if you win those games, it changes the math. Well, we're sure, certainly in a much better position, and it's, it's, uh, it's, doing, uh, it's doing good things for us. Uh, let me quick ask you this. Uh, Cor- I heard Corbin's coming back. Yeah, he's back. Saw him today. Um, walked down to the walked down to the, the locker room just very quickly. I needed to just check in with the coaches in the morning, and he had just walked in, and I was walking out at something to take care of today, and said hello. He had a smile on his face. He said, "Glad to be back," and that was that was the end of that. Um, he was like the only player I even saw today, and he had a big hockey bag with him. So that's what you like to see. Well, I'm glad to hear now now that he's back. I really feel like we come back in here and, and have a have a big home stand. And uh, we have a, we went two out of these three at home, and I think we'll uh, like you say we'll we'll knock another, we'll cut that in half. Well, I hope so too. And a lot of the a lot of it, Dave, too, is that um, the Heartlanders have been so good on the road. But at this point, you need to really take care of business. Um, you need to take care of business at home. Um, Iowa is the third best team in the division on the road. They're basically at five hundred. They're twelve and thirteen. But away, 8 and 10 with a bunch of overtime losses. So if the second half of this season can be defined over these next 12 home games, let's just say you win 10 of the 12 home games, you're going to be in a in a darn good spot to potentially make the playoffs. But you got to do it. you got to go out and do it. You have to use the, use the home ice advantage and the fact that other teams have had, you know, hopefully less desirable winter travel, and you put together home wins. And the Heartlanders need to win – um, more than a majority of their home games down the stretch. And I think it's possible. The team has really found its identity in the last few weeks, and they played better at home. Um, got well, unlucky in a few games, which happens, and you, you have an opportunity in front of you to do it here. Well, I, I got a theory, and you tell me whether what, what you think of it, but uh, I think sometimes, you know, the Heartlanders fans have been coming, and they've been getting bigger, and they've been getting more creative, and the, and the players – and the coach are really wanting to win for them. You know what I mean? They're wanting to win for them so bad that it's it, it, they're almost playing too tight. You know what I mean? But now, yeah. now um, you get that monkey off your back. You pop that bottle of champagne, you know, and the way they did it was such a hard-fought win. And then I bet that felt good, you know. And then, yeah, I would, agree. I would agree with you on that. So I think I now they're going to want to get back to that love and feeling again. And I <laughs> – you know, I hope so. Um, and I, I think that the road, you know, the road wins showed a lot of good heart and spirit from the guys. They played well and they played well on the road for, you know, basically since the beginning of at the beginning of January, the team was not doing well on the road at all. Um, it was really tough to even just scrounge out a road win. I think the official number. Um, after the team lost on January 2nd, I think they had won six or seven at home and only won two or three on the road. And now they have, you know, 12 home, now they have 12 wins on the road. So, um, yeah, officially it was the team, believe it or not, was two and 10 on the road. Now they're 12 and 13. So that's 10 
and three on the road over your last 13 road games. So they've shown an ability to do it on the road. It's harder to play on the road, and which I, I wanted I want you to ask me next about the um, about the story <laughs> uh, on uh, going to Kalamazoo on Thursday um, to show you how difficult it can be to you know play on the road. Um, but yeah, like now it's just a matter of doing it at home, and they know they're going to have good crowds here in the next few weeks. And you do it, and you put forth a couple good efforts. And all of a sudden, you're right back in the uh, even more in the thick of things, and you're right, you're right, right there, as opposed to being right there. Well, I love a good story, so let's hear it. Yeah. So um, Thursday, uh, the team we, we thought we were going to leave day of. It's about a five-hour trip to Kalamazoo. That's right, kind of on the border of being able to do a day of trip or not. You got to go through Chicago traffic. So we were planning on leaving, you know, ten in the morning, which is a little bit early for the guys, but nothing too crazy. Uh, anyway, so. Um, we knew that there was going to be weather going through Chicago um, and East, really not even in Iowa, but it was like, once you got, east, once you got to like Peru, Illinois, and kind of, you know, an hour East of the quad cities over by Starved Rock state park. And, you know, it was going to be bad. And so we didn't want to take a risk that the roads would still be bad on Friday morning. Who knows how long the storm, basically the team left the day before. And we left around, you know, we played the night before we left at 10 30, 11 in the morning. And we stopped for lunch for 40 minutes, 45 minutes, got back on the bus. It was snowing, but it wasn't ridiculous. Well, there were a ton, ton of accidents in Chicago because even though it was kind of okay um, in you know central Illinois, around Peru, Illinois, but by Chicago, two hours to our east, it was insanely bad. There was lake effect snow. It was windy. Um, there were a ton of accidents. Trucks that were in the in the median. Um, that had, you know, basically, you know, that were, that were uh, wrecked on the side of the road. There were a ton of wrecked cars, there were car accidents, emergency vehicles all over the place. So I looked it up today because I was curious. So between Joliet, Illinois, which is kind of the start of the true Chicago suburbs between Joliet, Illinois and Gary, Indiana, which I would say that's the furthest West of the furthest East of what you can kind of say are the Chicago suburbs along i-80 it's an hour and 10 minute drive probably an hour and a half with traffic on a normal day but it's like an hour and 10 without traffic hour 15. it took the team five hours to to do just that stretch just to show you how bad it was so the team uh got in expected to get in around 6 p.m eastern we got in around like 10 50 p.m um we were able to, to have the restaurant and the hotel they took an order ahead of time from us every guy I was in charge of getting the orders from the guys, so I brought a pen and a paper back, and I had, uh, they were looking at the menu on their phone, and a couple of the guys were taking longer than others, and I was like, guys, just pick something, this place is going to close, we need to put in our order, and they were nice enough to uh, take it over the phone, 25 orders, um, but anyway, so, okay, like, you know, it's a bad day, just go to bed, wake up, brand new day, get a good night's sleep, well, that was the problem, Dave, there, they, I've never seen a hotel start construction this early. But starting, Dave, at 6 in the morning on Friday, there was construction being done um, on the roof and sort of the top floors of the hotel. And it didn't even matter that the Heartlanders were on one of the top floors. You can hear it from the lobby. Like, it was loud. It was drilling. I have no idea what the hell they were doing on that roof. But it was – they better have been doing – they better have been building a hot tub for the next time we're there because it was, it was awful. And so – I thought I was hoping, like, please let me be the only one that's hearing this. But I ended up going down to the lobby around seven in the morning and, at, and um, trying to figure out if there was a treadmill in the gym, which they, they did. 
And um, it's a nine floor hotel and you could hear it in the lobby. So I knew that everyone could hear it. Um, and so uh, we thought initially like, oh, you know, the, it's the hometown team trying to play tricks on us. No, it was just they were doing construction throughout the throughout the day. Um, and there, and it was supposed to snow in the afternoon, so they probably pushed up the schedule. But everyone in that in that hotel could probably start hearing drilling starting around six in the morning. So the Heartlanders go in there after that, and they win two games on Friday and Saturday. So pretty good from the guys after um, a terrible day of travel and not a lot of sleep. Again, at 11 p.m., I'm sure guys ate. Most of the guys probably were in bed until 12:30, one in the morning, and were woken up at six in the morning. So that was not the most fun of travel, but. It just goes to show in this league, it, it, sometimes it doesn't matter when you have bad travel. You know, it reminds me of that that movie uh, with Bill Murray where he gets an elephant and he's he's taking it with him and he has to feed that elephant. You know, he has to take him on, take him back where he lives or something. He, he inherits it from his dad when his dad dies, you know. But I just, I wonder what would eat more, an elephant or a hockey team? What do you think? I don't know. It depends. After games, guys get pretty, uh, get pretty ravenous. Um, but I would, I would say that the elephant probably still has a way to eat more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember one time he just says, I'll just take the whole salad bar. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so let me ask you something. Did your voice get uh, hoarse last week? I mean, all three games, they just scored and scored and scored and scored, no. didn't they? I know I, 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 I think it was a I think it was a good couple broadcasts um I, I've been trying to be a little bit um you know I guess part of it is just like you're in the stretch run and there are bigger things to come the team has played better so some of these sort of more emotional first time they've had to come from behind victory kind of wins have kind of you know that's kind of happened already teams won 20 games now and I think that we're at a point in the year where the team is feeling pretty good about itself and, you know, they get points in six to 10. They've kind of been doing that pretty consistently over the last month or so. Um, and now you're in the stretch run and you're going to have every game being almost a must win. And so um, from a voice horse perspective, no, uh, I think from a excitement and scoreboard checking and, being very enthused when the game, when the things you need to go the right way, hopefully go the right way. I think that's more where we're at. For example, um, when Wheeling plays Reading in back-to-back games, if Reading was to beat Wheeling in back-to-back games, that's actually pretty good for the Heartlanders' playoff hopes. Um, it, it, you know, when Kalamazoo is playing, the scoreboard watching is going to be the it's going to be more of the fist bump, yeah, kind of moments, even maybe because even though you got to take business on your own front, take care of business on your own front, um, a little bit of luck never hurts. So well, that's where we're at. Some of the guys has some pretty good stats over the last three games. Could you go over some of the winners, and then we'll we'll start getting ready, people ready for this three game home stretch. Yeah, absolutely. So on Wednesday, it was a 4-3 come from behind win. Rookie Kate Oliver had a career best night, two goals, three points. It was um, matched his career high in points, tied his career high in goals. So that was arguably the best game of his career. Uh, He leads rookies in the league with 27 assists. Ryan Kuffner and Chris Bennett played great as well. Uh, Kuffner um, has 30 points in 21 games, point and a half per game. Uh, He has points in 13 straight games. Chris Bennett had another goal and an assist on Saturday. 
Um, he's basically, if he doesn't get two points at this point in the game, it's like a failure for him. Um, he came back from the AHL. He had four straight multi-point games. He has seven of his last nine. He's had multiple points in a game. And then Jake Smith on the power play had two goals, same exact spot, left wing circle. He has 15 goals this year. That was in the Friday win. Um, so Smith, who had the shootout winner on Wednesday, then had the game winner on Friday. I, I should, I, I'll, I don't know. He did have the game, so he had game winning shootout goal on Wednesday. And then yes, the game winning goal on Friday, the shootout goal doesn't count as a game winning goal, but you want, you win it for your team in the shootout. That's certainly worth something at the end of the day. Um, so anyways, Jake Smith, Ryan Kuffner, Chris Bennett, uh, and then the goaltending wise, each goalie got a cup, uh, got a win. Derek Darabo won two games, and Trevin Kozlowski won one game, and now you have Corbin Kaspersky coming back. I'd expect uh, maybe even each one of them to get a game this week. It's a tough situation. You don't want to keep a guy cold for too long. Um, so we'll see. I think it'll depend on the Wednesday result of kind of how we play it from there. And I have no idea what the coaches are going to go with heading into this week. It's a tough situation. You have, you have two goalies playing well. You had a third one to the mix. You don't want to have too many cooks in the kitchen, but every cook needs an opportunity to serve a meal. So um, I think the coaches have a tough task and the players, but the players know the situation, which helps, which they know that everyone's probably going to probably get a game or something like that. So that helps. Well, Corbin is unbelievable good. I mean, I think, you know, when <laughs> you put him back there the and month, you get, so. you know, and, and run with these ads like Bennett and, you know, I, I think you're going to, you know, you're going to have a, you're going to have to, do some stuff wrong to lose, to be honest with you. Well, Wichita's a good team, and Fort Wayne's always a good team. I mean, Fort Wayne's nine points in front of the uh, Heartlanders right now. Now they've almost played the same number of games. Um, Fort Wayne struggled a little bit on the road this year, which is good. We'll take that. Um, and then Wichita, they're right there. They're tied for the fourth and final playoff spot. They're such a streaky team. They have points in 11 straight games, so they're 9-0-2. and two two overtime losses in the last 11 games. Before that, they had lost six of seven. And before that, they had lost 14 in a row. 14 in a row. 14 straight games without a win. They were all 11 and three. And they were brutal. They were terrible. They couldn't win a game in December at all. Um, they beat the Heartlanders December 1st, and then they didn't win again until mid-January. That's how bad they were. So Wichita now has found their rhythm and they're tied for the imagine losing 14 straight games and you can still make the playoffs. You blew a quarter of your season. So every other, basically every other stretch, but that 14 game stretch, they've been a playoff team. They've been one of the best teams in the league and they're currently riding one of those. Um, so I expect to see a team that is playing really well Wednesday against Wichita and then Friday, probably in for more of the same against Fort Wayne. They're a good team. Fort Wayne's always a good team in this league. Um, they haven't been great this year. They've been good. Um, and they're a team that's trying to kick it into high gear going into the final month. And, you know, they, the Heartlanders have thankfully beaten them a couple times this year. So I think the Friday-Saturday games are going to be really exciting. Well, you put Corbin back there, and I don't care who you play. They're like bowling pins. You line them up, and we'll knock them down. <laughs> I hope. I hope. He's a really good goalie, isn't he? He's just – He's as good as it gets in this league for an ECHL contract and netminder. And I'll take it one step further. He's the probably the the one of the best kept secrets in the ECHL among EC, among a goalie that a rookie goalie. I'd say he might be, you know, the best kept secret. Let's say because he's won four games and he's lost four or five, and but his numbers are just fantastic. So now that the Heartlanders are playing better, 
Um, I think that goes hand in hand with the fact that hopefully he will, um, you know, start to get even more wins on his docket. Well, real quick, before we start talking about the, the games and the promotions and everything, Mark Corver, the super fan, uh, told me he went to see your uh, the thing you do. At, is a, it's a restaurant. You go to a restaurant and interview some players and stuff. Yeah, we, we go to Brick and Iron. It's uh, two block, not even two blocks from the arena. Um, and we do, it's called the Heartlanders Hockey Hour on Mondays. And it's select Tuesdays, but now I think it's just Mondays the rest of the year. Um, Mondays from 6 to 7 p.m., we bring on Jerry or Derek, our assistant coach. But normally Jerry, head coach, hops on for 20, 30 minutes. Player for the last 30 or 40 minutes. And fans come out. You can have a bite to eat and then afterwards meet the players and um, you know, get them to sign stuff. And it's a, it's a great idea. It's good for the restaurant. Get about, you know, 10, 15, 20 fans per show, which is great in, uh, in the year 2022. To have people come to a live radio show is sort of a dying breed. So I love having people out there for that. Well, Mark said that was really fantastic and the food was great and the place was packed and he wanted to, to mention how much he really enjoyed that. And uh, that uh, that's a good event for people to go to. Also, he went to the uh, uh, ice or the what was that pizza ranch deal that you had? Yeah, yeah, there were a couple. Uh, there's one one that was yesterday, and then there's one in March. It's at Pizza Ranch, and an opportunity to meet the players, get some food. I, I didn't realize Pizza Ranch was so big on the inside um, when I was taking a look at the photos. So, um, yeah, we had four four or five players out there. I think four players out there yesterday, and then in a month we'll have one again on March. Uh, what was it? March 21st? We had one on February 21st and March 21st. All right. So what what do we got in store for the fans? They're going to see another big winning streak, and we're going to light this arena up. So you got to come out this week, and I think the crowds are going to be the biggest we've seen all year. I hope. Wednesday is college night presented by Hills Bank, so discounted tickets for college students. Um, with uh, There's like $5 special discount T-shirts as well for college students, um, obviously with the campus so close. It's a they're a big part of what we're trying to do. We need their help. Uh, and then we're also doing for the first time discounted drink tickets for college students. Um, so you can, if you want soda, you can have soda. If you want something else, you can have something else. Uh, but there are discounted drink tickets uh, at the bot at the uh, concession stand, which is good. Um, we're giving those out to um, while well, we're doing an event tomorrow that we publicized at Hills Bank um, on campus. Uh, for college students to come by, and they're obviously it's while supplies last. We don't have an unlimited number. We don't have thirty thousand of these, but we have you know a handful. We have a good number of them that we can hand out. Friday is the big night. Special Batman jerseys. Batman, the character, um, a professional Batman, is going to be at the game for kids, families, and even adults to take pictures with, um, and helping out with the on ice entertainment. That's Friday, the twenty fifth, against Fort Wayne at seven o'clock p.m. Uh, with special Batman jerseys as well. I haven't seen the Batman jerseys yet. I'm hoping to see them maybe tomorrow would be good. Then on Saturday uh, is Paint with the Heartlanders. That's a special, like, I don't even, I never heard of such a thing, but you can, there's like guided painting um, where we're doing it before the game. I think it starts at 4.30 for a 7 o'clock game. Um, but like Brush and Barrel has a professional um, painting artist come by and leaves you in a guided painting of, so, I don't know what it is, but a guided painting of something. Um, so you paint your own Heartland or something, um, and then it's yours to keep. So I, I think that's a pretty neat event as well uh, that's going on at Extreme Arena. 
Uh, so Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, all at home, three, three game homestand before the team enjoys uh, a little bit of a, a break from being at home for a couple weeks. Well, you just blew my mind. That all sounds cool. Really cool. I think it's, at all, I think it is pretty cool. I think the Batman night's going to be good. Hopefully one of our best nights of the week. Um, and then of course, Dave, like the other thing is we, we, we got uh, funny. I got a message from a guy um, on uh, the team's Facebook. Uh, I was taking a look at the messages and he had said, um, let's see here. I'm pulling up the precise message. He said, um, I got a guy by the name of Gary. He said, I haven't made it to a game yet. It looks expensive. You should adjust the price for tickets. And I said, well, Garrett, we have discounted ticket prices available that include like free concessions. Obviously there's always free parking. Um, and you can call the office to avoid any ticket fees. Um, kids also get in free if they can sit on a parent or guardian's lap. Here are the ticket packages available. And one of them is the Tavern Blue four pack. Uh, the Tavern Blue four pack is you get four tickets, four hot dogs, four sodas, VIP parking, and then you get a bunch of discounts for things at Tavern Blue. Um, which is a restaurant located a couple miles away. And that's $72 for all that stuff. So basically you're getting four meals and four tickets and free parking. And then you get free stuff at Tavern Blue and discounted stuff at Tavern Blue for 72 bucks, which for a family of four is pretty good in, in uh, today's inflation 2022. And then there's also like the Costco package that we've had going with Costco, where I think it's like a four for 48 kind of pack that's being run through Costco. Um, so you're talking about like discounted tickets, like all, and people are saying, oh, you know, you get an autographed kit, you get an autographed pocket, four inch T-shirts, and um, you get two center ice tickets to a game. Um, that's the Costco pack, I should say. Uh, so like you're talking about, you know, people look at prices and can think one thing or another. But as I explained to Garrett there, um, when he messaged in that there are affordable, family friendly options, that's what we need. It's we're a small business that thrives on, on affordable, family friendly entertainment. Well, um, we're a pro hockey team, but that's that's our lifeblood is affordable, family-friendly entertainment. Uh, so there are discounted options for, and season tickets are obviously have discounted rates as well from what an average game walk-up ticket price is. If you buy it in advance, um, in terms of season tickets or group tickets or you know seven game plans, all those things are discounted from the normal rate. Well, that all sounds uh, you know there's a lot of ways to do it, but if it was just a hockey, it'd be worth it. If it was just the hockey and the music, it'd be it'd be worth it plus a little something. But if it's the hockey and the music and the atmosphere, and then all these promotions that go along with it and the fun time, I, I don't know where you could get a better bang for the buck. I believe in the Heartlanders, and we're going to have the biggest crowd. I'm going to round guy guarantee it, at least bigger than what we've seen. Uh, we're going to have some big crowds. We're going to go all out here Friday night, and uh, going to get some big wins this week, and. Uh, uh, I, I just can't, I can't wait for, I guess it's tomorrow, isn't it? Uh, Wednesday is the start of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you know, you guys are, you're doing a great job. You're working hard is putting on this good, now, basically the whole season is, this is what the whole season we've been working for. I've been uh, doing this since the seventh week and we've just played a, a handful of home games in that amount of time. But right yeah. now we're getting the home time and, and we're getting right down to the stretch. So this is the time to come. And, uh, you know, enjoy it because it's really nice in there. I mean, it's really cold outside and it's really nice in, in there. So, you might yeah, as well. I mean, the weather outside is frightful, but inside there, it's so delightful. Man, it was, it was, uh, it's this weather today with the freezing rain 
<laughs> it's brutal out here right now. Walking to my car is going to be a slip sliding adventure. So well, I'm excited to do that in just a few minutes. But the sun's poking its head out here, here now and then again. So that's uh, kind of the beauty of uh, summer. You know, if it was if it was warm all the time, you'd never appreciate it, would you? <laughs> that's why I don't live in San Diego and why I live in Coralville. No, but in, when you're in Iowa and it's 70 degrees, you might as well be in heaven. Just ask Kevin yeah. Costner. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, folks, we're out of time. Me and David could talk for two more hours about all this stuff, but all all you need to know is Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, the best hockey team in the league is going to be out there knocking people upside the head and, and uh, banking them in the goal. And this man here is going to be hoarse from all the goals that he's going to be screaming out, goal, goal, goal. And uh, it's going to be a good time. I guarantee it. You got anything else before we cut it off? No, I'm looking forward to a couple more, uh, three more round guy guarantee wins. Well, I'm guaranteeing um, you you at least two. I appreciate it. (laughs) That's hard enough. All right, we're out. All right, it's a little bonus for Iowa Heartlanders Weekly. We're going to add a little tag-on segment with uh, Heartlanders super fan Mark Corver. Mark, welcome to the program. Well, good, good to hear from you again. Uh, how, how you been, sir? Oh, I've been great. We won three games in a row. How'd that treat you? Oh, uh, it's even better if we win a couple more this week, I'd say. Oh, I think we're going to get them. We're going to get them. We're going to get out there and get after them. We got Corbin back. Did you hear that? I, I did see that. And then, um, you know, like, that's great. I don't know what our situation is going to be like with our goalies now, but it's uh ever-changing roster in the – ECHL, as you fans of that will will know. Yeah, it's it's the same with every with every every team. You know, there's a lot of mixing in there. But gosh, Corbin's really good. I remember that. So uh, you got to go to uh, a couple events and meet some Heartlanders. What did you uh, what what was that like? Oh, I mean, you're referring to the uh, Heartlanders Hockey Hour f- hosted by. Uh, you know, David Fine, I always wanted to, uh, you know, go to one of those. Usually, whenever they have them, it's on a Mondays, and I always get scheduled to, you know, work overtime on those days, oddly enough. But went there, and, you know, Brick and Iron, I know they've sponsored the Heartlanders, the food. Oh, my word. It's like a party in my mouth, Dave, and I'm invited. It's that good. Um, I had like brisket nachos as an appetizer, and then a, I believe they call it the pig burger. I, used a burger with you know bacon, one of my favorite things ever. And I added a fried egg on top of it. Delish. Oh, that sounds good, don't it? Oh, uh, the only thing would have made it better would have been more bacon. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I can't recommend that enough. Um, you got me, Coach Fleming, for the first time. Uh, you, Captain Chris Bennett. I very down to earth guys. You know, I, I could see, but I could see you, know, Coach Fleming. You know, if he he's down to earth, but if he gets you know, heated, I could see him. You know, be like, "Hey, you son of a gun!" And <laughs> trying to keep it PG here, of course, but. And then uh, you know, the other. Uh, was on Monday night. They had a meet and greet at the P- Iowa City Pizza Ranch. Uh, never been to that location. I've 
pizza ranch, you know, food was about the same quality, of course. You know, it's you know, any pizza ranch, so I, mean, I guess the consistency is always good. And, you know, I talked to Yuki Miria for a bit, and I, he was kind of surprised um, that I've actually gone to Japan when I was in college. I The one Japanese phrase I remember, he said, yeah, you spoke pretty good. And I think uh, Zach White was there, Jeff Solo, and Adrian Baraldo. You know, all very down-to-earth guys. You know, Dash was there, handed like free pucks with a buffet purchase and played some video games in the arcade. And yeah, a very good time all around. So it was an excellent fan experience? Very. I, I can't, you know, talk enough about how fan-friendly the Heartlanders, you know, people are. You know, the staff, you know, very approachable. If you ask them a question, a, a little you know, inside you know, like hockey for you here. I had at, was when I purchased my tickets for the upcoming games Friday and Saturday. I had seen that um, season tickets are increasing slightly, and um, the details escape me. But I believe, uh, you know, for I guess for better or for worse, single ticket prices may be going up a bit as well. I um, cannot confirm. I, I'm not going to, you know, uh, swear on that in court. But I will swear on court that season ticket prices are going up slightly. So I'm going to make a round guy guarantee this week, Friday and Saturday night, super fan, Mark Corver is going to be there. You can get pictures. You can get autographs. Uh, you never know. He might ride the Zamboni. You just never know what's going to go on with this guy, do you? No, you never really know. Uh, you know the Zamboni, that was a kind of an – I wasn't really expecting that. I don't know. Now, usually they have some kind of like contest or whatever to ride those, but staffer asked me, I said, you know, Hey, sure. Why not? And I will say it's not the easiest thing <laughs> to get on and off of. And I'm a little bit of a larger guy because I like food a little bit too much, but you know, Hey, that happens. Uh, you may, I really cool experience. And you know, thank you to all the Heartlander staff. And I also kind of have seen that, uh, kind of browse the ECHL like social media they have I don't last year they did a fan of the year candidate uh, contest I don't know if they're doing it again this year Dave but if I mean you got connections if you know if they're doing it again let me know I'd like to throw my hat in the ring for that oh you're in buddy you're in whatever it is you know you're the you're the reason for the season I think <laughs> and also I know something I'd like to hopefully see the Heartlanders do um you know, next season is I got a chance to attend an Iowa Wild game a couple months or so ago. What I thought they had a, like what all you can eat and drink option with the ticket. Uh, you were like it's in the Iowa Wells Fargo Arena, a little bit higher up. You know, I think it was about eighty bucks all you can eat and drink for you know most of the and they cut off alcohol at the uh, start of the third period, but. I think that's something Heartlanders fans will get into because, you know, Iowa City, they love their beer. <laughs> and so do you. You know, I, I enjoy you. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a great time. It's a fun atmosphere. It's a party. And, uh, well, we've been talking with super fan Mark Corver for a little bonus segment here at Iowa Heartlanders Weekly. Is there anything we didn't cover that you wanted to? Um, yeah, just real quick, I know Wednesday night's college night, so if you're a college fan you can get discounted tickets, um, I can attend that game. But uh, you know, on Friday it's DC Batman night. I guess uh, Batman is physically going to be there. 
So I don't know if you, I, I've heard Dash is Batman, but I've never seen Dash and Batman in the same place. So I guess we'll find that out on Friday night. And Saturday is uh, Paint with the Heartlanders. If you pay a little bit extra, I'm guessing a couple of the Heartlanders will do some painting stuff. That I'm not too sure how details working on that, but play the Fort Wayne Comets this weekend. I think we're going to for sure come out with a couple victories. Uh, hopefully three because we play Wichita, I believe, on Wednesday. Yep. We're going to line them up and knock them down. I don't even care who we're playing. We got them. Yep. Shoot the puck. The big wins here. Uh, well, we've been talking to Mark Corver, a little bonus edition. Uh, this is the longest episode we've ever had of Heartlanders Weekly. But I can't never get enough of it. Can you, Mark? I, I cannot. Like I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I went on a whim season opener and I got hooked. So, well, you we'll know, be able I, to see, him, a chance. see a great big guy with a big smile on his face and antlers coming out of his head. It's a real good chance. It's Mark Corbin. Yeah, fear the deer. All right. Thanks, everybody.